don't take it. You know, don't uh, make me feel good by taking it and then throwing it in the trash or something. But it's five pages. Subject is qualifications for church membership. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, Acts, the second chapter, we uh, <coughs> love uh, to study on the church and we believe that the Lord adds to the church. And when God adds to the church, uh, that person fits in. But Acts chapter 2, verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now turn to verse 41. They that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. In a nutshell, the qualifications for church membership are salvation and baptism. In that order. No one should ever be baptized unless they know they're saved. Salvation has two aspects, one of which is ignored by many today, repentance and faith. So the qualifications for church membership, in a nutshell, the qualifications for church membership You've got to be saved first, then you're baptized into the body. Salvation has two aspects, one of which is ignored by many today, and that's repentance. But we don't believe a person ought to be baptized because if they haven't repented, they certainly are not saved. And then faith. Faith that, uh, you know, a few years ago, Paul Crouch of TBN, and I quote, I don't care about your doctrine as long as you name the name of Jesus. Satan and Judas named the name of Jesus. I don't doubt they would be accepted to TBN and many others. I really do. Because religion has become a business. Their goal, they keep the preacher. I've had at least two preachers here in town. I guess the time I've been here, the some of these Churches that had two or three pastors because they come in knowing they're not going to stay but a few years. And if they don't produce, then they get to leave earlier. But uh, we see that repentance is necessary. 
Turn with me in the book of Luke, the 13th chapter. Luke, the 13th chapter. I told you while you're turning there, a gentleman down lived town. I don't know whether he's Billy. Can you think of his last name now? I know Linda would know who I'll talk about. He would walk up and down 2nd Street and came to my door one day and he said, I want to be baptized. I said, are, are you telling me that God has saved you and added you to Calvary Baptist Temple? He thought, oh, no, I didn't want to be baptized. Well, you know, certainly if you've known this gentleman, he's probably did that at every church in Scythiana. I don't know that, but I tried to explain to him that baptism is for a lost man that God has saved and believes that that church they submitted baptism to is where God wants them. Now, in the book of Luke, the 13th chapter, and verse 3, it said, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. We just listened on the YouTube or whatever it was on, a gentleman that's big in Bill Gaither's, you know, he made fun of independent Baptists and the whole people laughed and, you know, and he, everybody just loves him. You know, that's what's wrong with Baptist churches is when they allow people like that to come in and it's strictly entertainment. But I think when you talk about the church that Jesus died for, it should be more than entertainment. It ought to be, hey, this is serious. God gave his son to start a church. Get in the Bible and find out what should be on the outside. He said, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Or those 18 upon whom the tire of Salon fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwell in Jerusalem? God said, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, he shall all likewise perish. See, if we're not careful, we'll take the worst person that we know. He may drink, he may beat his wife, he may beat his kids, he's hungry, he, he curses, drinks, uses drugs. We said, that man needs repenting. There's a lot of more people needs to repent. You don't have to be a real bad person to be lost. You just got to be a person that has never heard the word of God. The spirit of God has never granted you repentance and faith. And if God doesn't, you'll die in your sins. We should never even think about allowing a person to be a member of, of the church that Christ built unless there is evidence that they are saved they have scriptural baptism, they have repented, and they are living by faith. From the preacher to the back row. 
Notice Mark. And we won't use all of these scriptures we have, but you'll get a, a, a copy of it if you want it. But Mark, the sixth chapter, and verse 12, God said here in Mark, chapter 6, and verse 12, And they went out and preached that men should repent. Now, if we start with Mark 6 at the beginning, you know, he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogues, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? I mean, you, you read this short passage of Scripture, and you'll find out what he's talking about here in verse 12. They went out and preached that men should repent. Look at verse 10. And he said unto them, In what place soever ye enter into the house, there abide till he depart from that place. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear you when ye depart, thence shake off the dust under your feet for the testimonies against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. We had at least 15 men knock on every door in the city of Carlisle where I now live. And the jest of that city was, Brother Vance, y'all can start a work over here, but don't bother us. But we're not coming. At least I appreciate their honesty. Because we have done that in Georgetown. We have done that in Lawrenceburg. We have done it for other preachers go and visit. And people say, oh yeah, yeah, you know, that's what the county needs, another church and We'll be praying for you. At least those people in Nicholas County were honest about it. There's four or five churches over there. They all have one service a week. But they're happy. But because you're happy, it don't mean you're right. There is qualifications for church membership. Every father that has a daughter, in their mind, they have qualifications they want that daughter's husband to meet. Doesn't always happen. But we have them. You know. I told mine, I said, you can marry him. I won't perform the ceremony. I won't give you away because I won't have no part in a marriage that is not God-oriented. There's qualifications to be a bride. There's qualifications to be a groom. There's qualifications to be a member of a church. 
John the Baptist, whose ministry was the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The very beginning of the message. Still in Mark, go to the chapter 1, verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. What is Brother Mills doing? What has he been doing for years? Trying to prepare material so that church over there can survive. We need to realize that We need to see that repentance is necessary. For full understanding, you've got to read chapters like Romans chapter 4. Notice with me. Romans chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in the faith, giving glory to who? Glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. How many people have you all talked to that said, I'll promise you I'll come and visit the church. You're still waiting, aren't you? Because they told you what you wanted to hear, and they made you feel good. But God said, you know, when he, when he did this, when he looked at it, he told us, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching, saying to the people in Matthew 5.2, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, we got to realize that if we're going to, if you fill your church with lost people, you got problems. It will be problems now, down the road, and later until God saves them. But God said here, you know, in, in Mark, Mark the uh, chapter 1, you know, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. When did it begin? As it was written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. 
Now, is it just me or is this verse not telling you, these few verses, that God started the ministry with John the Baptist? He wasn't called John the Baptist because he was baptizing people. He was called John the Baptist before he ever baptized anybody. But yet people said, others, I'm not saying there aren't other people saved in Protestant church. I'm saying that Christ built a church, it was a Baptist church, and the beginning of it is recorded here in Mark, how it was to go about. God said in verse 5, And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. Man, woman should never be baptized until they have acknowledged their sin. You know, it's like people I, I don't want anybody to know but if you read your Bible you know as good as this small group may be we're all sinners and we would stay a sinner if God hadn't saved us and if God takes his hand off of us we're capable of doing anything sure. and boy that's us clogs everybody up I, I would never do that only by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. I mean, just stop for a moment. Has there been something in your life that you are sorry you done? You wish you hadn't have done. And nobody knows about it, but you do. And the reason you live with it is because of God. His was the baptism of repentance. When John was cast into prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled in Mark 1, 14 and 15. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Mark 1, 14 and 15. I mean... That is the gospel that Jesus put his brand on. He put his name on. I mean, you may have been a member of this church or some other church, but I'm telling you, if, you, you've, if you've never repented and believed the gospel, you're still lost. I mean, it's hard to tell a lady who says, you, you don't doubt me if, for being saved. and Of course I don't doubt you, lady. And she said, you see this pen? 30 years without missing a service. That don't make you saved. It's something to be thankful for. Not too many people can say, I've never missed a Sunday school service for even a year or five years, but 30 years. But I didn't save her. Nothing we do saves us. When the apostles were sent forth, they preached that men should repent. What is the qualification to be a member of Emory Road Baptist Church? Repentance. 
If you remember, it's repentance. Repentance. Every time we realize nobody else knows I've done something wrong, but I do, what do I do? I repent. But notice here. Notice here in Mark chapter 6 and verse 12. God said, And they went out and preached that men should repent. The Lord Jesus, after his resurrection, still in, still in Luke, let's go to the back of that book in about chapter 24. Luke 24, 46. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remissions of sin should be preached in the name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Now, I can't prove this, but I'll tell you what I'd get out of the last part of that verse. Our preaching should begin at our home, our own town. Because if you can witness to your family, you can witness to anybody. If you go out here in Scythiana or Carlisle, see any of these you know, towns, how many people know you? They're the hardest people in the world to witness to. But did not Jesus said, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem? Beginning at Jerusalem. And that's hard. And we're thankful you don't have to do that to, to be qualified to be a member. But that's what God told him to do, you know. Because if you can openly witness for God in front of everybody that knows you, you, you can talk to anybody. I mean, you know, I, uh, I listen to Steve when he preached. And if there's, if I, I've got more than, than this out of your message, but I've got this. The people he works with knows where he attends church and they know what he believes. Why would you be ashamed of it? God tells us. God tells us, you know, in, in Luke, the 24th chapter. And the 46th verse, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus is behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin uh, should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You know, I don't know any happier day of my life you know when I was saved and my wife was saved and when my son 
professed to be saved and then my daughter professed to be saved and my other daughter professed to be saved. You know. That's what you live for. But now, you know, there's some cloud, you know, because if you can leave the truth and go to where there's not truth, maybe the vaccine didn't take. I don't know. I only person I know in this room or in Carlisle or in Scythiana that's saved is me. When a man tells me I'm saved, I know Jesus is my Lord and Savior, I've never told one of them, no, you're not. Because that's between them and the Lord. But I do know if they were saved, they were saved the same way I was. They heard the word. The Spirit bared witness with them, quickened them, and made them alive. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, said in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For what? For the remission of sin. So your sins can be forgiven. The only thing, the only way that you can get your sins forgiven is through repentance. That is, I'm sorry. I'm guilty. I deserve hell. But you died for me, Lord. No one else could. Nobody had seen any good in me at all. But despite my depravity, you saved me. I'll tell anybody that. And Paul, who testified in Athens for three years, repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ, in Acts 20, verse 21, What did he do? He proclaimed in Athens, God commanded all men everywhere to repent. You ought to underline Acts 7, 17. You ought to memorize Acts 17. Because I don't care what church you belong to, what you've been taught, God said what? You must repent. You must repent. And if you don't know what repentance is, you need to learn what repentance is. You know, we are sometimes, you know, well, I would be ashamed to let people know how little I know. I'd be ashamed sometimes to let preachers know how little I understand. But every once in a while, as I came in early and I heard Brother Jen, of course, you know, Sister Valerie knows who Brother Jen is. He's preaching on the bride of Christ. I like to jump out of my seat because he believed the same way I believed. Not everybody's in the bride. But I ain't going to break fellowship for somebody that differs with me. We'll settle that when we get to heaven. You know. Wonderful to, to to know those things. Acts 17, you know, in verse 30, you know, as we, we, we read, in the time of this ignorance, God winked at. 
but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. I can imagine that crowd coming up to the Lord and, Lord, I've, I've gave this and I've done this and I've, you know, and he just sort of winked at it, you know. He was, you know, being the person he was, he would listen to him. But, you know, evidently it was going on and on and on and he, he sort of winked at it. Let's, let's get to the heart of the message. And the heart of the message was very clear, you know. He said the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Because he hath appointed a day. Listen to verse 31. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he have given assurance unto all men in that he had raised him from the dead. He said, it's important. So he winked at all this other stuff. You know. We wink at all of this other stuff when we're so winning, when the person says, oh, I've been in church all my, my life. Mom tucked me in, Grandma tucked me in, everybody tucked me in church. And the Lord said, let's just move on. That's good. That's good. But you, now it's time to repent. And people don't like that. You know, that's like that clown that we were listening to a, a few minutes ago. In the doctrine of the gospel, the law knows nothing of it. The language of the law is do and live, not repent, and you may be pardoned. The law says you're saved by doing good. Grandma was saved, no doubt in my mind. Grandma was the coolest person in the world. And I'm sure she was. But that didn't get Grandma in the heaven. There's not a female on this earth that I loved any more than I did my mom. But my mom had to repent in order to be saved. And she did willingly. My mom didn't want to be baptized, but when the time came, sure I'm going to be baptized. See, if God saves them, you don't have to worry about them being obedient. You just got to be patient, you know. Some kids walk early. Some kids speak early. Give them time. Give them time. After repentance comes faith as a necessary qualification for church membership. I mean, when that baby is born and the doctor hits it on the butt or wherever it, it hits it and it starts crying, we rejoice. That's like repentance in salvation. But it doesn't stop there. 
we want to make sure that baby can hear and talk and see and walk and, you know. That's called growth. Repentance is first, and then we grow. So repentance comes, after repentance comes faith as a necessary qualification for church membership. Great importance in the scripture is attached to faith in Christ, as will appear from the following passages. Notice John chapter 3, verse 18. You know, uh, when we look at uh, the gospel of, of John, And in John chapter 3 and verse 18, God said, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Now, if I was to say, what doctrine is being taught here? The doctrine of total depravity. You know, you're, you can't do good. That's why that the psalmist said, you came from your mother's womb speaking lies. Now, we don't like to think about that, but when my son was born, I was on second shift. I was working 10 hours a night, and I would come home at 3 or 3.20 in the morning and, you know, try to sneak in and a little Booty would jump up and you know start crying and you know why? That's what little depraved sinners do. But I loved him and I pampered him and I was good to him and he grew up. But we got to understand that God said. He that believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So everybody that is lost is condemned. That means if you die, you go to hell. It's just that simple. Now, I would like to say it means, you know, when you get grown up and you go to college, you may make D's where everybody else make A's or some old foolishness like that, but you're condemned. And if God was to take your life then, you'd be lost. God knows when everybody in this room is going to die. And we're doing our best not to die. That's why we go to the doctor. That's why we, you know, we eat that old silly food instead of eating the good food. And, you know, we want to live. That's just our nature. We want to live. But God said you're condemned already if you're lost. You're just waiting for the undertaker to carry you out. They may take your body to a funeral home, but you won't go. You'll either go up or down. And there's no stops on that elevator either way. 
the rich man died and went to hell. Lazarus died and went to heaven. <coughs> he that believeth on the Son have everlasting life. I mean, uh, John chapter 3, verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. The death angel followed me around for 20-some years before God saved me. God says in Acts 13.39, By him all that believed were justified from all things. Ain't that wonderful? Just simply believing. Just simply believing what God does. You know, look at that. John, and then in the book of Acts 13.39, God said what? And by him all that believe are justified from all things. That means that every sin I ever committed. But it got better than that. Every sin that I committed after that. See, you got to realize that when Christ died for me, I wasn't born. When Christ chose me in when God chose me in his son, I wasn't born. When he wrote my name in the book of life, I wasn't born. And I don't know about you, I ain't going to give nobody credit for what God did. Amen. Thankful for those. I'm thankful for sisters who were saved and joined church before I did and never did give up on me. I'm thankful for that. But it was God that saved me. We can look at John 20, 31, Mark 16, 16. It means this is a number of scriptures that we can look at to see that what I am saying is true. Now, we will pick up and right where we left off here at the bottom of the second page. I hope you take this and use it, study it. I, I believe it will make you better capable of witnessing because it gives scripture for everything that we say about salvation. Salvation is of God from the beginning all the way to the end. Our Heavenly Father, we come unto thee this hour. We thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you for the privilege that has been given to us to be here tonight. We ask you, Father,